Okay, so we're back for our uh, episode five now with special guest uh, Josh the Preacher Hagen. Oh, Quay Hagen. How do you say? How do you say your name? Yeah, Quay Hagen. Quay Hagen. Yeah, cool. Because yep. sometimes you're never sure if the announcers are saying it right. Mm. Like um, for so me, to like... be honest, I'm not sure that they always have. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because like so I, I, my my last name is a, a French name is uh, in French you say Romary, but I kind of say Romary in English. And um, you know, I'll whenever I call you Romary, yeah, I get it. I get everything. I get everything. So you know, whenever they announce it, it's like it's Romary, it's Romary, it's really like, and I mean, you're like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It is what it is. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's how I've been my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> my, so, my wife, when she when she got married to me, she's like, so how you say your last name? I'm like, ah, people say it different ways. <laughs> she's like, well, I need to know if I'm going to use that name. So we we agreed on Romary, but yeah. Romary, because it's Romary, the Aussie, the Aussie version of Romary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, Josh. Enough about me. Yeah, enough about you, man. Um, so current for anyone who doesn't know, but if they're listening to the show, I'm sure they do. Current gold belt mm-hmm. holder. Um, you know, it's been it's been a pretty epic journey. You've had some great fights. Uh, how did how did you get into karate combat? Like, what were you doing before? Uh, karate combat, obviously, you know, uh, karate. Tell us about, like, we noticed um, you've got, like, American karate. What is American yeah. karate? Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, that is uh, the biggest question. What What is American karate? So, I mean, what I would say it is, so I, I really, to be honest, I, I grew up in a kind of a Shotokan-based traditionalist form, even some Ishin Ryu. So I'll just kind of go through my backstory. My dad was a Navy brat, so he was traveling mm-hmm. around uh, um, different things with my grandfather and my, his uh, family. And so got his black belt in uh, uh, Okinawa Nishiru form um, and then they moved right after um, and then he got his brown belt in Shotokan and then they moved right after and then he started doing some boxing so by the time I got I came around and he, he was pretty versed in, in what what might you might call modern day MMA honestly and yeah. so uh, instead of kind of um, handpicking and saying hey I want to stay traditional to this form he, he just kind of taught what he thought was the best application for what we want so yeah. I so really our, my style was called Kyokaido. It was the the style that uh, my dad formed, uh, kind of based off what he had learned. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just like amalgamated, like a freestyle karate kind of thing. Exactly. So to be honest, uh, what, what I would say, I even kind of even evolved a little bit from there. So uh, when I was a kid, I would grow up and we go compete at all these tournaments. And um, if you know much about karate, so they have you have your traditionalists like your WKF style tournaments, and then your um, what we what we call open style tournament, karate yeah. open style. Yeah, we've got um, that here too. Like, so, yeah, and they're they're very different. Um, so to be honest, uh, why I even started kind of calling my karate American karate, because I just kind of learned through the competition form what what they were looking for, what they were trying to do, how I would win when I'd lose, I'd mm. make adjustments and change. Uh, after a while, I started seeing katas that I like done by other forms, and yeah. my, I asked my dad if I could learn that. We'd video it, and I learned that. So. Even though it's pretty much all traditional, I spent most of the time in traditionalist style karate. Um, WKF, it was the the USK was the big one around here, which very much very similar one point techniques. But other than that, um, it was pretty similar to WKF style. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, what I call you know I, you know watching people around me you know fight when I grew up, there was a lot of great fighters around, uh, and so I just watched and learned. So I call America karate because i learned it from american karatekas um yeah, a lot right, of the things right. that i did um but it's really very traditional very, very much uh okinawan style karate uh, we, uh man a lot of the 
so the in, same Okinawan style cottage. In, in your dojo, um, obviously when we see you compete, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting the way you're fighting, but in your dojo, you do a lot of kata and, and that kind of stuff as well? Yeah, exactly. So we, we kind of, we stick traditionally, uh, pretty traditionally to the form, you know, a lot of, a lot of shotokan based katas, but, but also all the way through, in fact, I run a, a um, most of the time, a, a little bridge in a Korean karate taekwondo, they might call it. So I, I saw it from uh, uh, one of the black belts that was winning when I was a kid. And I was like, man, I want to do that kata. And uh turns out later on, I realized he was Korean karate or, or um, taekwondo. But I learned the kata. I really loved the kata. So it was one of, you know, so from there on, I was just kind of learning. I became a student of the game, really, because that's who my father was, too. So he was teaching us boxing stuff when all the other karate kids were just doing karate, you know, back in a time where it was like, you didn't do both. You weren't a boxer, you were either this or that. And so yeah. it was really cool. It kind of set me up for, for later on. Um, I did get into MMA. You asked uh, um, how I found out about karate uh, combat. I was doing MMA for a while. Um, so quick little rundown of my story. So I, I uh, played college football. I'm here in Louisiana. Oh, um, okay, cool. When I got done, I was kind of just got into the real world, the, the job market. I was working at a casino and, uh, man, I just, it's like, man, it's not it. I, I gotta be doing mm -hmm. something. So I got into MMA, fell in love with it. Really, to be honest, how hard it was. There's a lot of grappling that I, I didn't know. And so I was just basically a sprawler and brawler type, um, MMA guy. And so, um, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it professionally. I wanted to be a world champion. I wanted to be the best in the world. So around my area, there was no gym or no martial arts place that I thought was really good enough for they could facilitate what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was, yeah, so I was either going to have to move away or, or really start my own. So it was one of those two options. So I chose to start my own. Um, I opened up my own business in uh, 2011, um, fitness, martial arts, and uh, MMA, and, and just got started, got rolling. And so ended up going pro. Um, had a pretty good pro career going. Uh, I was like 6-0 at one point fighting for Bellator, um, going good, man. And then um, people kind of got the, the book on me, you know, it was a lot of wrestling. I wasn't grappling quite as much I didn't really have a, a jiu-jitsu instructor so I was just trying to bring guys in and, and help me and grow in it and I was still almost even even at a high level pro I was still a sprawler and brawler you know just trying to keep space and uh strike and so I got to place with start, MMA just it wasn't going so well I wasn't getting able to to get the ground that I wanted I, I kind of started losing some fights so I had to make a decision honestly it probably let's see that's probably 2017 um, maybe, yeah, 2017, um, I, I kind of had to make the decision that I was either going to have to step away from MMA and get the gym in order, or I was going to have to shut the gym down and, uh, go right into and just basically full, full-time training. And, uh, so I made the decision to, to kind of put my career aside. I had a lot of people around me, um, the gym, um, had, had grown. I had a lot of families, a lot of kids, karate. I just didn't want to shut it down. I felt like yeah. God was, you don't want to let them down. Yeah, and so so I, I retired from MMA uh, with the thought that, hey, I'm going to get this business in order and I'm going to get back to it. Um, but so I stepped away from MMA and that was 2017. And, and I just kind of focused in on the business, trying to build it, grow it. Me and my wife uh, at that point kind of just dove in and, and really helped uh, grow the business, get it back on track and get it going. And then 2018 comes and I get a call from a buddy of mine I've been doing karate with for um, years. Um, and he said, man, you want to go to Budapest and fight in a full contact karate fight? Um, so apparently he, he had been, so Adrian Galvani's fought a couple of times. He, uh, 
they had asked him to fight from the WKF. They were pulling a lot of WKF guys. Yeah. They were talking about it and they were saying, hey, do you know anybody else? And so I competed um, karate my whole life, was still competing versus Adrian in a lot of the karate tournaments. Um, but he knew I got into MMA, so he was like, man, let me ask this guy. So I just pretty much just a friend called and said, hey, you want to go to Budapest? You want to go to Budapest? You want to do a full contact karate tournament? You're like, I'm there. Let's do it. I'm in, dude. Yes. It's, <laughs> Give me to some be honest, it's like you. You're joking, right? Because I mean, it was. It, I it sounds like it sounds like the, the start of a movie, you know. It sounds it, like the start of a movie. Man, it, it is Seriously. my movie, man. <laughs> we get we get to Budapest, man, and I don't know nothing about it. And I got all these guys, these high level WKF guys that I, to be honest, don't know much about. You know, I remember IGF coming in, and everybody being wild. And I've since researched and done it, but I was just lit, you know, he's doing my own, own thing. And he's the goat, man. Yeah, and, yeah. and now I know, but. I remember him walking in the first time and everybody being in awe, and I'm like, man, I don't know who that is. Well, actually, so, that, that's it, how I got into karate combat because Agiev was in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'm, I, I competed WKF yeah. for, for a long time for Australia, and, um, you know, uh, every time I went to a World Championships, uh, Agiev was in my yeah. division and he won. He's so, a guy. He's a guy. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, he's well, a guy. All the boosters beaten him a few times. Yeah, when I was competing, he was unbeatable. <laughs> <laughs> he was unbeatable. Um, you know, because I'm 40, so you know, I, I look young, I look young, but uh, ah, you do, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but tell, tell us about um, your training. I, I was just talking, we were chatting a little, a little bit beforehand, uh, off camera. Um, you've got three girls, I'm having my third girl soon in a couple of weeks. Um, and you know, yeah. I, I struggle honestly to uh, to train as much as I want to train, I, I've still got a day job. Um, you, so you just doing the jo you've just got the dojo is that that's your full-time that's like, full-time job yeah. yeah that's great see that's that's different because you can train i know when you're teaching you're not really training but you're in the dojo you're in the gym you're right it's a bit different you know whereas for me I, i'm going to work i'm teaching at a school um there's only so many hours in the day and it's, it's difficult with family uh because obviously you're competing is is important but how do you balance um you know the family life because family's Family is number one for me. No, um, same, you know. Yeah, you know, so, it's so. the same, man. It, it is. It is tricky. I just had, had my third girl. In fact, uh, so really five weeks before my last fight with uh, Rosha, um, mm -hmm. I had my my third girl. She was born. So I spent the whole whole training camp with a brand new baby in the, in the house. And lucky, thankful for for help and wives that that do an amazing job. But you know, I, I, family is also super important to me and I, mm. and I was in love I had my little baby girl and I'm, I want to spend time with her she's up at night you know I want to spend time with her and it is it was brutal it was a tough camp yeah. probably tougher than any 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 camp I've ever had and and that's including one where a hurricane wiped out my city and I didn't even have a dojo um <laughs> that was what I would call easier than than training having a training camp with a, a new baby girl because yeah, it's, 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 it's the sleep it's the sleep is it, I mean, for me anyway you know, with my first daughter yeah. it's like i like i haven't i haven't had eight hours straight straight without yeah. being woken up for like four years yeah, have, yeah that doesn't exist i've yeah, been yeah. sleeping eight hours for for years because i have one child who's eight <laughs> so yeah yes. but you know That's i actually nice. i stopped competing because uh one one time i was fighting and my son yelled out hey, daddy i'm like oh god that's that's awful. So I'm like, <laughs> that was it. That was my last tournament. So yeah, it's tricky, man. Mm. It's yeah, tricky but obviously you got a very supportive wife. 
I do. Uh, I, I couldn't do, don't do it without my wife um, yeah. and, and done what I've done. Uh, mm-hmm. But also too, I, I have little girls too. I have all three little girls, and um, and so what's nice is so I have eight, um, almost four, and then obviously a brand new girl. Yeah. And what's cool, what helps for me, and and maybe some people might be a little different. But like my girls don't even, they don't know. They don't. I mean, I go compete and stuff. They're not. They're not paying attention. They don't know I'm dad's a world champion. Then they 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 want to paint my belt. They don't know yeah. what it is. They won't put stickers on your face and put rainbows. Yeah. So I would say that that, I was just to say that's kind of helpful. I would say where it's, um, I kind of almost have a a little distraction from my training and I get to come Mm. in here and disappear in with my girls and kind of take everything away. Uh, And then I go back. Like you said, I I have the gym and it is my full-time job. So um, any teaching is not always training but but you can grow and you can learn to be honest i try to um i try to make my teaching training you know I'm yeah like, I, know, I, know what you mean. I know what you mean it's like it's yeah. if you're trying to work on something you're trying to work on your kicks or something you're like okay guys we're learning this kicks what today. We're today. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right yeah, so then yeah. it's, it's a bit of a win-win you know it is yeah. um but it, it, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely crazy you know and uh, i think many times in, in life we it's real easy to get into our comfort zone and find and say, man, I don't have the time to do this. Mm. And really that we have the time. I think um, we just got to put some other things aside. We got to prioritize what yeah. we want to do. Um, and and yeah, like you said, put that family first. And, and then, and then, well, for me, you know, faith in, in my God is first in my family. And then, and then it's training right next to it. And I think the balance going back and forth has been helpful when you mm. learn to have the right balance, but you gotta, you gotta try to maximize your day. You can't, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you're going to take away from a lot of the the, the third, the fourth, the fifth most important things. Um, you mm-hmm. probably won't, I hadn't seen those in years, you know? Um, so it's pretty much just family business and, and training lately. Um, well, but uh, they, they do say the, the best, the best ages for kids are between zero and five. Cause my, my son is eight and I miss when he was two, three, four, five, because they look up to you like, like you are, you are yeah. old. Now my son looks at me. He does. He trains as well. So and uh, he looks at me just like loser dad. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know how to do this, Carl. Don't tell me how to turn. Loser sensei. <laughs> and he uh, he pretty much runs a dojo as well. He walks around like he like like he's the yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Right on. You have the, your own dojo. Yeah, this we we we're filming we're in there right now. Actually, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. that I, that's my full time job as well. Nice. So yeah. I know you, you would think that I'm making all this money with this podcast and YouTube show, but no, <laughs> not yet. No, no, yeah. We wish, I, I we wish. Too. I know you, yeah, yeah, I know you, I, I get it, trust me, I get it. Yeah, but like, just like this uh, YouTube show, you have to, you can't just, like you've got the distraction with your family, um, when you're running a business, it doesn't matter if it's a karate dojo or, you know, running a Subway sandwich shop, you, you have to have a distraction Otherwise, otherwise you've got nothing. Mm. You, all you, all your, your focusing is your business. So this is why I do the, this uh, YouTube show because it gives me something else outside of the business and outside of karate. It's it's easy to get into um into the kind of you know rat race of yeah. life and yeah. and not enjoy not enjoy the time that you know we've got here. So we've got to do things that we love. You know whether it's competing, family. Mm. You know obviously we've got to everyone's got to make a dollar and we've got to do our business, but We've got to do some yeah look like back into like your mma yeah like for me um you know i'm 40 and i know i'm never going to be you know world champion ufc but 
But uh, I want to do some. Mate. I want to do some MMA fights before I'm too old. Look, if they had karate combat here in Australia, that was like at a at a lower level, um, because I'm not at that level anymore. I, I, I'll be real. You know, if if if, if they'd had karate combat uh, ten, years when, ten years ago when I stopped competing at thirty, I would have been all over it. But you know, now I, I'm not stupid. I don't know how it is. You know, so I just want to. Yeah. It's something that people go. People. I think people that don't do, especially at my work, you know, people that don't do martial arts, they're like, why are you, why are you doing that? Why, why do you want to go in? You're going to get you know, you're hurt. You're gonna, I'm like, how can I get to the end of my life and not have done it? Mm. I, I would, I would feel, um, unfulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, for me, I, I just, you just have to do it, you know, like it's, it's yeah. not even. It's, it's in us. I feel you, you know, and mm. especially when you've, you've had a little taste of martial arts, have you been a martial artist? It's not something that you just do for a little while. You know, no. it is you. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to always compete. Or, of course. But I, I think we need to challenge ourselves and we need to, step, we need uh, for to me, get uncomfortable. That's how you grow. That's how you grow, right? You step outside that's your comfort zone. And for that's me, it. like the, the, the WKF karate, I kind of got to where I was going to get to. And yeah, I could do that locally here and a few tournaments and that, but um, I don't feel like I'm going to grow anymore from that. Because I'm, that's yep. my comfort zone. But doing for me, as as when you were saying, um, you know, when I started doing MMA, uh, the start of last year, the first time I'm doing sparring, I just got taken down. I'm on the ground. They just pounded me. I'm like, what the hell do I do down here on the ground? You know, I have no <laughs> jujitsu, no wrestling, yeah. and um, you know, it's just been a journey up until now. And, yeah. and nice I'm to not... be a white belt again. Exactly, yeah. it's great. And it's great. It's like. It, it, you're finally learning and, and that's where you develop the most is when you step outside your comfort zone, you know? So, um, I mean, not just in karate and, and, and yeah, martial life. arts, but just in life. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But tell, tell us about the, you were saying the number two hardest training camp, the number one was the baby. Number two hardest was the hurricane. Um, tell yeah. us, tell us, tell us about the hurricane, how that affected you. You lost your Jojo. Yeah. So lost my Jojo completely wiped out. Um, really, to be honest, the, uh, 90% of our town, you know, so luckily my house was okay, but yeah. our whole city, not even city, but uh, we call parish province, uh, it lost power for like three months. Three um, months? So, oh, yeah, yeah. So we were like oh, living man. in the camp. Yeah, we we're, we're refugees. That's crazy, man. That's yeah, crazy. crazy. Seriously, I wiped was out. Earlier this year or was it last year? 2020. Yeah, 2020. So uh, Laura, Hurricane Laura, it was the, the hardest uh, – it was the most powerful hurricane to ever hit landfall in America. Um, and, and we're right on the, the Gulf Coast. So it, it, we're, we're basically the first uh, opponent right in, <laughs> yeah, in the land. And so we just took the brunt of the shot is right off of it. it. Ripped my dojo up. Luckily, our house made it. But uh, again, it was unlivable. So we lived in a, um, a camper RV for about um, two, three months. Uh, or about, probably not that long, probably about six weeks. And then finally, we, uh, we got generators back to our, out to our house. And so. But for, for two months, we were basically just – our whole city was just living in RVs, just rebuilding, redoing. There was no – couldn't drive around. There was no work. It was it was kind of crazy. It was almost an apocalyptic type feel um, because you don't go to work. You don't um, – there's nothing. There's everything's just, closed. Just, <laughs> everything's closed. Most people didn't come back to town. We came back and started rebuilding, re tarping roofs. You know, a lot of people needed help. So we just basically um, – this life just changed uh, for for two months, and and we were just working and tarping and roofing and cleaning and mm. and and clearing for 
for months, and it's all happens to be while I'm up training for uh, a world you, championship fight. Yeah, which, which, which fight was that? Which fight was that when that happened? That was so. Uh, when it hit, I fought Serrata. That was the so we did a four man qualifier to fight for the title. So there's four of us. Um, so it's the semis. Because I wanted the to semis, ask. It hit, mm, that makes and, sense. And then to be honest, right after. Um, was the was the title fight and that yeah. was the one that was the tougher one so it was really the next three four months without a dojo without really a city to fight um uh jerome brown uh, in the title fight yeah 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 so, okay okay yeah. cool because we were, we were wondering about obviously karate combat's pretty um pretty new and we were wondering about like how they decide when mm. it's the title fight for the gold belt you know because i mean now yeah. there's a gold belt someone holds it obviously whoever fights you next yeah that's the title fight but yeah. at the start i was wondering how they um you know decided so i didn't realize so, that yeah. was four and then it was kind of like a semi-finals and then that that yeah. was always the case there was always going to be out of those four that was always going to be the gold belt yeah at, at, a, at a point so to be honest i when i got into it and I, that first budapest trip i man, i fell in love I, I, like i knew it was a it's what i wanted to do i knew i, I felt like i was going to be the world champion you found, you found that place yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it was my call. I felt like it was almost my God's gift back to me after me being a, a little bit selfless and putting my own self, you know, that's the way I felt. That was my dream. Mm. Like so. yeah. um, but then then going forward, you know, uh, I lost my, my first fight after that. Um, I went in overconfident. I took a fight on like a week notice and, and I just went in overconfident, getting knocked out. And then I was just kind of floored. Um, and so that was uh, in uh, Miami. I, um um abdallah ibrahim um so i get floored and kind of i get to this place where man i just i was like man i gotta make this i'm gonna do it i'm gonna pour everything i got in it and so i fight and i win and i fight and I, and so i fight and i win and then ibrahim Abra, uh, fights um denisio mm -hmm. and so uh and denisio beats him close decision but denisio beats him so of course i wanted to go get the rematch but then i was like no denisio's the best so He's i asked the to fight him yeah, guys, I asked to fight him and I beat him. So at this point, I'm two and one, and I'm talking to the management and I said, "Hey, what's the deal with the title? I know y'all are talking about it." And they said, "Well, we got two guys that are undefeated. Um, we think we're going to put them in it." And so I was like, "No, no, no, no! You don't want to do that. They're not ready." So I convinced them to do a four man tournament. I said, "You need to do." Oh, no, that's oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I was like, "Man, you can put four us, four of us in, uh, and then the two winners will fight." And, and and later on it comes in, so they didn't give it it didn't seem like they gave it much thought at that point. But then later on they call back and they say they're gonna do it. So they do the four man thing and I end up uh kind of almost willing my way back into the conversation and uh yeah. then it, uh winning the belt. Um so that's kinda how it went down. That's cool. So so every time every time you fight now, does that mean if does that mean the person's challenging for that. The belt's up for the grabs, belt? right? Is that, isn't that how it works? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so and that's, you know, to be honest, uh, and I, I'm sure every champions have different things, but so, yeah, yeah. So they're challenging for the belt, but I like to, so I like to always say it's new, you know, so I, I got it. I won it twice, but, you know, you can say I'm the champ. Of course, they got to come beat me to, to win it. But, um, man, anytime they're fighting, man, they, they put that gold, I wear a gold belt, but, Man, I'm I'm just like in a black belt like them. It's just brand new for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. They ain't trying to take something from me. I'm trying to take something from them. You know, it, that's it, the attitude you have to take. You know, you can buy you can buy the gold belt too. On Crazy.com. Oh really? Yeah. Have you seen that? 
It's quite two, expensive, right? Two thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. What? Yeah. Pretty gnarly. That's and that's the that's the you know the cloth belt too. You know, not not the not the not the gold strap like the the shiny one, the the one oh, we right. actually wear. In, yeah, yeah. The real one. So, yeah, yeah. Which is I which it, I love. Which, as a martial artist, I think it's way cooler than the than yeah. the, the gold. You know, I think I so, think it's yeah. well. Look, I I think um. I actually like that they have the gold belt. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's original. I like it. You so, get to take it yeah, home. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I can, yeah, I can carry it with me all in my book. At all times. Yeah, yeah. Mate, you should put yeah, yours yeah. on. Someone pulls in front of me, at the cut, you know, yeah, tries so, to cut him off. So now I have, <laughs> now, I have two. now I have two because, you know, because the, the, the defense. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll sell one. I need, oh, really? $1,900. Actually, I meant to ask you, so... With the, so obviously normally now if you're fighting it obviously uh, anyone is fighting you is for the belt but uh, the fight the fight where uh, both of you so you fought Louis, the, yeah. the gold belt holder from the division below you yeah right yep. like the weight division below you um, what brought that fight about and and how did you how did you guys uh, obviously there's a weight division so what did you guys both kind of you had to lose weight, so we, weight uh, for that and he had to, to put on weight or like how does that work yeah so uh so the weight class i'm in i'm the 75 kilos champ and um he was the 67 kilos champ um and so so he wanted to be uh the double champ so he he after he won beat screevers um who, who i also thought was the best in the league i thought you know it, it was even talk about, i had even mentioned about going down and and fighting there, you know, I just yeah. I don't know. Was the first one that lost, that lost. He's the first one yeah. to lose it, though, right? Yeah. yeah. And so after Rocha beat him, he said he basically called me out, and said he wanted to move up and fight for my belt. Um, and so I had already mentioned my opponent for the the next card had dropped out. Uh, he was Russian, and so because of the war, they couldn't get him uh, in town. Yeah, yeah, visas and stuff. Um, and so. So I brought up fighting down, and um, and then he he comes up online and wants to wants to fight. So he starts kind of promoting it big and gets all Brazil on it, and so that to be the <laughs> yeah. champion. And so, uh, so I was like, man, well, you know, you haven't even defended yet. So if you if you want to fight me, how about I come down and fight you in your weight class? You know, you let you, why don't you defend the belt before you? Yeah, because you defend exactly. Yeah, I had defended, um, and so it. Long story short, Karate Combat decided to instead of any any champion losing their belt, we just um, met in the middle. So it's seventy one kilos. Um, so nobody loses their belt. They just called it a, a grand yeah. champion yeah. Um, fight. It's like, a, like an much. exhibition match, essentially. Yeah, it's exactly. not the belt's on the line. That that match could have gone. It could have gone either way. But I, that, yes. I think the, no, the off, first round. Honestly, honestly, if it gone another round, you wouldn't want it. Yeah, in my opinion, hundred percent, hundred percent. The first, yeah, I, I can't remember now because it's a little bit while ago, but the, you just started too slow. You just started yeah. too slow. Yeah. The, the know, first, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what to do because you're yeah. a man. But, oh, it's okay. but the first, the first, <laughs> first couple of rounds, it was like, oh, and then, and then you took steam, you know, and by the by the fifth round, it was like, yeah. oh, you were you were yeah. you were just killing him. And if the, and if it gone to a sixth round, yeah, which um, it could have, which it could've, it could've, could've, to be honest, I didn't think. There was a couple of rounds. It could have gone to a six. It round. was the first round. It was the first round that was that could have gone other way. Second and third, I yeah. thought was was his, and mm. you had the fourth and fifth. But first round, I, I couldn't see that he was a definite winner. And I was I was surprised because um 
my close friend who the Aussie that fought uh Matthew Stevenson, he he yeah. uh he told me that because his fight went to the fourth round. Mm. Um and yeah. he said at the end of the three rounds or five rounds for your championship fight, but at the end of the rounds, it doesn't have to be um exactly equal points. It yeah. just the the referees just have to tick a box to say, is it close yeah. enough that we want to see another fight? And if the majority of the referees tick that box, it's another round. Um yeah. is that is that right? Because I, I thought it, right. I, I yeah, assumed so it had to be if exactly it's not even. a unanimous yeah, if it's not I believe if it's not a unanimous decision. Then, then they would go to each judge and they say, "Hey, do you think it's close enough for another round?" Mm. Um, and so I just thought, I just thought that was kind of sh- strange. So one yeah, of them I'm voted surprised. yes, the other two voted yeah. no. And I just, I felt like, I felt like I'd never, I had seen some go to the fourth round, and I didn't, I didn't feel like they were as close as that. So I just really felt like uh, they missed, they missed the boat. I, I feel like they uh, missed yeah, the boat. I mean, look, um, but it's okay. Look. It is, yeah, it is, it is what it is. But yeah, yeah definitely yeah. watching it. And I'm not, and I'm not just saying this because we're interviewing you and we're talking on, uh, you know, yeah. we're talking on channel. We did like, talk about this earlier. We, yeah. we we talked about this way before we even um, yeah. thought about you know, doing thought this about show. doing <laughs> this show. And, and I was like, really, they didn't go for an extra round? Yeah, yeah. Like it seemed, yeah, it, it seemed it seemed close enough to do an extra round, especially as an exhibition match. It's it, there's no yeah, yeah, gold on the line. Yeah, they should have just gone. Yeah, and you you would have won it. So, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I, and I know I would have. He knows. Yeah. Oh, no. If it was extra round, you would have won for sure. Because that fifth yeah. round, like you could, you could feel it. You could feel it. You know what I mean? Like you feel yeah. it going like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was but, running out of steam for sure. Even yeah. fifteen more seconds, I think, would have been. Yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good. He's yeah, great. Yeah. Like I said, he went up. He went up four kilos too. So he, he moved up. So no. Did you? Oh, did God, you so respect. how much weight did you have to lose for that? Uh. So. So seventy five kilos, I usually fight. So seventy one is where I fought. Um, but I'm I'm not very big for seventy five kilo division. I'm I walk around probably seventy seven. Okay. Um, so it really was it so wasn't too bad. It wasn't I the worst. I cut more in MMA. Yeah. Do what? It wasn't. It was. Yeah. It wasn't like an epic weight cut. It was. No, nah, not at all. It was all right. No, yeah. So yeah, MMA. Uh, MMA. I would have cut a lot, lot more weight trying mm. to deal with wrestlers and stuff. But I like that's what I love about karate combat. I don't. Ha- I can fight pretty close to weight. I don't have to deal with somebody trying to get somebody off me. Uh, what's on the, top what's of me. the most? What's the most you've cut uh, for MMA? What's the biggest cut you've ever? So, so I'd, I'd walk around about eighty-five, and I cut uh, to fifty-five as uh, a in MMA. So, uh, so that's yeah, yeah. Are we talking kilos? So yeah, no, it's a, so, so, no, no, not kilos. So, so one eighty-five pounds. Oh, one eighty-five pounds. I was like, only use kilos because Friday Combat does. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah pounds. You're in America. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I was having a heart attack. Yeah. So one eighty-five. Yeah, yeah. One eighty-five. That's like. Uh, uh, that's so like thirteen. Eight, 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 the maths of it all, yeah. but yeah, so, yeah, so you're a math teacher, yeah. But pounds, pounds, <laughs> inches, feet, uh, I just metric yeah, it system, man. It would have been about 13 kilos, 13 or 14 kilos, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, did you feel did you feel wrecked after it, or you were right? So, to be honest, uh, you know, there's times where I felt I mean, that's what I love about karate, as long as I just didn't have a, a, a grappler wrestler. When I would make that big cut, you know, I remember one fight, I was, I was pretty dead, like. And I just right from right from the start. But so all I did is just 
created big range and I counterpunched. So I ended up winning the fight. I fought slower um, because I could create the range and he couldn't get in. And, uh, mm. So it wasn't the pressure that I would have normally created. But I had karate range and, and I could counterpunch and I won because of that. Mm. And then sometimes I, w- I felt good and I, I, I was pretty much like I would do now, kind of high-paced pressure style. Um, and so it would affect different things, but that's really what I love. Outside of, you know, you need to you need to be able to wrestle and grapple in MMA now for sure. It's it's yeah. the top of the line. But so, I believe for striking wise, when you can apply the gra- the the yeah. boxing and the, and the kickboxing, then I think karate is the is the hardest to deal with. You have you have the most um, dynamic weapons. You can you can game plan a, a a fighter, especially if it's just striking. Where I can so my first pro fight, I fought Cosmo Alexander. Who who's, has not been beat since since that fight? Uh, he's a professional, you know, professional Muay Thai guy. Mm. So Bellator calling around. That's how I got linked up with Bellator. They're calling around. They're like, "Hey, we're trying to find somebody who wants to fight Cosmo Alexander, who's not going to take him down and submit him." You know, he's coming from world class Muay Thai, and uh, so nobody wants to fight him. Obviously, that's just going to strike with him. Well, I did, um, and I remember I was talking to the pretty much like you guys were before the fight. I was just talking to you. The, the, the commentators and they're asking me trying to get some info about the fight and they're like all right so what's your game plan you know you're gonna shoot the single shoot the double and I'm like you know I'm gonna strike with him I'm gonna outrange him I'm gonna strike him and they're like look at me and they're like no seriously you can tell us the truth <laughs> we're not gonna like, we won't tell it we won't tell it we're not telling anybody um but I was like no seriously I'm gonna strike with him um he he's spent you know his whole life fighting somebody you know in a closet so to speak somebody right in front of him he's the best like that mm. you know right there close well, he's been someone but who's... But he ain't never fought somebody as far and i'm not gonna stand in front of him i'm mm. not gonna let him hit me you know yeah, and so yeah. because of the karate i had spent my life fighting at a different range and i was and then that was the game hey look go in and keep my range and not let him get his range and end up winning the fight because of it mm. and so mm. Um, you know, I think karate does it, give you a, a big advantage. That's why I love karate combat, too, because you get to throw your stuff. So we're in karate. I mean, in MMA, I had to be pretty simple, even though it was range and controlling the distance. It still was, you know, I couldn't throw any big kicks. I couldn't couldn't put too much together because at any point they could level change and catch it. So it's just ones and twos a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, that's, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm doing. Like uh, when I started doing MMA, I realized it was funny because when I was doing WKF, I was never a kicker. I was always like in close doing throws because I was short for my division. I come over the you know hands and then go for a throws. And when I started doing MMA, I realized my throws are actually pretty crap, but my kicks are amazing <laughs> yeah. and my distance, I can just stay back. I just do a kick, I do a kick, boom, yeah. boom, just do a one, two, move, move, move. And yep. the guys, everyone's used to like in MMA, it's more of a Muay Thai kind of distance, a bit closer. Yeah. And they're like, I can't even jab you. I'm like, yeah, because you, you're not moving your feet. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. That, that footwork of of karate is is you know they find it so elusive. Um, yeah, well, if you yeah. look at it, karate doesn't have a jab. Our, our jab or front fist is a knockout yeah. punch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all in bang. It's it's because because the dis- distance is different. Mm-hmm. We don't sit there and jab 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 jab. It's jab. not just a little tap. It's not a tap. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a, it's a meant to be a knockout punch, but you know can't do it every time. Well, I can, but. Kind of what I like a little fun little thing about it too, just kind of like you're talking about. So when I the same thing, you know, when I was in MMA, I was just using karate range, you know, because these guys hadn't seen it, you know, create the distance movement. Then when I got into karate combat, I had spent so much time in full contact. So then I just switched the game. So I know these guys were great at range. So mm-hmm. I, then I just pressed the pocket 
and, and pressured them to death. So I used what I learned in MMA mm. to win in karate. And then well, you kind of always want to be like the different, yeah. Uh, yeah. the thing that people aren't used to, right? That's right. Yeah. So you got to find, exactly. you got to find like what to be compared to what everyone else is used to be to, to fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you exactly. like you like to yeah. pressure, you like to pressure. You, you know. Um, yeah, but that's against and that was never karate fights in MMA. I, oh, really? I get taken down like that in MMA, so mm. I would never be able to do that. So it's really cool to get to like, huh? Cool, I get to be a pressure fighter now. It's a completely different game. Yeah, that's that's why I like doing MMA because for me it's a completely different game. Suddenly I'm a kicker. I, yeah, you know, I was never a kicker in karate because my kicks weren't as good as other people. But but yeah. but now it's like that. Yeah, you know, they're like, they're like, oh, his kicks are so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's it's fun to switch it up. And I hear. So uh, yeah. Josh, uh, the if you look at uh, Scrivers, he doesn't fight like a karate combat. You know, he he's moving forward, 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 forward. Um, but yeah. he did get knocked out last his last match. Maybe too much, too maybe too much forward mm. for for him. So how, how do you balance that that aggressive forward and the footwork of of karate combat? I think you you just hit it right on the head. I think you know call, talking about this uh, the the Screevers Rocha fight. I think Screevers did all the work for him. Rocha is great at planting his feet and counter punching, and yep. Screevers kind of moved right into it. Um, and that's just, what he planned for. And to be honest, he thought he was going to do the same thing to me. That's why the first rounds were so slow. He was talking about knocking me out in the first two rounds. So I, was just, I know he's a counterpuncher. I'm just not going to move forward into him. I'm not going to do all the work for you. I'm going to force you to come to me. And that's kind of where the, the slowness came in in the first mm -hmm. round, where mm -hmm. he was still tired because he was uncomfortable. Um, but, and, and I, like I said, that was the fight where I had my brand new baby. And so I was dealing with a little bit of, uh, so I hadn't talked about it much, but a little, little bit of nagging injuries and things were pretty, pretty mm -hmm. off in terms of no sleep um, throughout yeah. a camp. Um, you brand new baby. So, did you no, say nagging yeah. injuries or nagging wife? Uh, <laughs> better be injuries. Yeah, injuries. Wife, That's why you're nagging girl, injuries. Oh, injuries. Your wife was there. Oh, oh, oh. definitely injuries. Yeah, not not the wife. <laughs> but definitely the injuries. Uh, and she's close. She's in the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the hardest part. That's why, you know, I was at training today and 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 you know we're, we're fighting and Mike, man, I gotta I gotta go. It's it's five thirty. I gotta get out of here. I can't talk to her. And they're like, no, I'm like, man. If I'm late, yeah. the hardest fight is in the cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hardest fight yeah, yeah. is when I get home. I, I got to get home Absolutely. on time. <laughs> That's it. We might have to add this part, yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> but, so, so back to your, your Squibbers fight. Oh, sorry, back to your uh, Rocha fight. Um, so what what is hard is uh, you don't know how the referees or the judges are going to interpret because you have a you have a game plan, and unless it unless they can see or know your game plan, maybe they, they don't really understand uh, the intricacies of, of of the match. Yeah, so I would say to be honest, so I'll, I'll get into some philosophy too because I talk I have a fight team now too, so we we talk about the fight underneath the fight a lot, mm -hmm. and so you have to be conscious of both. So for example, so if somebody if me and somebody are fighting and they hit me and hit me clean three or four times in the beginning of the fight. Well, if you're watching the fight or you're judging the fight, you see that that person is winning. But if that person hit me as hard as they could and hit their spot and did exactly like you're supposed to, and I'm marching to them and I'm smiling, underneath the fight, they're, oh, shit. I don't know if I can. So they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. freaking out a little bit. 
there's a whole different yeah because they're like i hit i hit him with my best hit yeah and he's just like yeah here and so there even in you have to be conscious of both so as a martial artist we're we're in tuned a lot of times to that fight underneath the fight Mm -hmm. and 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 we have to also be especially if you don't get the finish knowing that the judges do play a part if it goes to the distance mm. you have to be conscious of how it's perceived and how it's looked and that's where you got to have a good corner you know even in my last fight my corners were telling me hey i had to go it was probably down 02 in the third and you know starting to trying to pick it up and i didn't quite do it in time so i knew in fourth and fifth it was turning it up all the way but you, you just got to be conscious of both and even and to be honest i was confident the entire fight with mm. rosha i felt his uncomfortableness i knew he was being hesitant when he wanted to throw he wouldn't throw I, I could feel me zapping his energy i could feel everything going to plan but i still just lost a little bit of consciousness of the fight outside the fight and what yeah, was being scored i guess to be honest that you're not yeah. planning to finish him also so but that, <laughs> it just happens you got to be you got to be conscious you got to be aware you got to have a good corner i think that, i think when, that's that's right it's about the corner because when you're actually in the fight you're more aware of the fight beneath the fight than that's right the referees because yeah. you're in Absolutely. the moment you're in you're you're it's, it's you and this person and and you know you're both aware of each other so uh intensely mm-hmm. you yep. kind of i don't want to say forget about the fact that it's you know refereed and there's crowd over but you kind of do you kind of forget about you do, it because yeah, you're, yeah. you're here you're right here and and that's why it's you know it, you feel like that punch it wasn't that bad. Wasn't that good? Like it didn't hurt me, but yeah. you need the corner to tell you, like, hey, actually, this is what everyone else is seeing because mm-hmm. they're not yeah. in that moment. They're they're seeing it from out here. Um, so that's a really, that's, right. that's a really, yeah. I've never, I haven't heard that that expression, fight beneath the fight. Is that what he's called it? Fight yeah, beneath fight the fight. Yeah. Fight underneath yeah. the fight. But uh, I really yeah. like that because I 100% know what you mean. 100%. Yeah. Um, what about? Uh... How do how do the fighters get along? I've never been in an organization where where there's so much respect and, yeah. and cool. I, it, it is absolutely the best, you know, fight belt tour. Lot you know, like see a lot of lot of MMA shows, um, a lot of ego, a lot of pride. Man, I think this is something special just because of the martial arts fight. These are the black belts. Yeah. These are people that have spent their life. It's more um, traditional, not legitimate just, karate. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. I just learning how to fight, but learning learning the art, learning how discipline, the learning the, the process of exactly. And so, man, it, it it's absolutely the best. Of course, you got your guys that are maybe sometimes they're a little bit more standoffish, and and, and some guys that that use the um uh, the the frustrate or the hey I, I'm gonna get you using that to their to try to build their mindset up. So there's gonna be some build up and maybe even some 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 fakeness in there too. But man, I've never been in an organization where it's just so, so much cool, respect where everybody mm. is just man a lot of respect hey sometimes most of the time they only speak the same language as you man and you can just you feel the respect everybody's that's man, awesome. it is the best organization i've ever ever competed in i love it especially because of the martial artists the the guys competing even the guys i'm competing against man i, I would say that you know and if you if you've done any any martial arts or any good training you know you'll never make a friend faster than you know, mm. five or ten minutes of beating the crap out of each other. You yeah, know? yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. my, my best man at my wedding, uh, you know, we we used to fight obviously in different weight divisions because we both wanted to, uh, you know, represent Australia. But um, yeah, we we beat the shit out of each other a lot, many many times, and that's how we became best friends. 
that's mutual respect because because you know what is with those people like when i go back to because i'm from i'm living in brisbane now uh with shane but back in melbourne um when i used to compete karate no we don't live together he just lives in brisbane um like you know that that crew of guys where we used to train and 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 you know really go hard against each other in training because we're all trying to become a world champion um because you have that that fight underneath the fight in the in the dojo right in the dojo with Mm -hmm. each other you really know each other you really you really know like this guy's not going to back down he will take a punch he will you you really get to know somebody when you fight them you know yeah um and when you fight them over and over again, you develop that respect because you both know that you both kind of really know the other person, you know, yeah. like you know them in here. And even so too, what you know, you change each other too, you know, like you, you, it's just one thing to get punched in the face, but it, as a martial artist, to be honest, we have to learn to appreciate it too, because that's where we, we get to fix, we get to hold. And so when you, when you get in there and that, that intimate, uh, there's nothing more intimate, I think, than, than, then those battles like that, when you really kind of get into that vulnerable place where you're, you're thinking, man, I could get knocked out. You kind of mm. go through and, and then you overcome it. It's almost like you're both overcoming something together at times. You're learning yeah. things together at times. I mean, that's what it takes. That's why, you know, guys get so close in, in boot camp or, or teams mm. that, that travel and, and they, they work their butt off. You know, when, when you go to that struggle together, there's just something Is that, that bonds you. Yeah. 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 You just yeah, can't beat it. You can't. Do you have do you have uh, anybody coming up in your dojo as a next fighter? So uh, so I have quite a few. Uh, I have a good MMA team. Um, so uh, but I have my little brother. Um, um, potentially is uh, so not potentially. He's about to test for his black belt, and then we're gonna get him into karate combat. We've already kind of talked to him, kind of laid out the groundwork nice. um, for it. So yeah, yeah. So my little brother who who, who normally corners what's, me. Uh, what's what's his name? Elijah. Elijah, okay, uh, did, cool. different weight division. Watch out for him, guys. Watch out. Yeah, yeah, he's lighter. He's in the weight class below. But yeah, yeah, yeah definitely watch out for him. He's a he usually got a mullet. He, he'll he'll be easy to spot. He's a we're, you know <laughs> we're, we're South Louisiana little coon ass redneck. You might call us, uh, type. but he's a he's a he's a, he's a fun fun guy. He's a good fighter too, and he's he's fought MMA for me too. He's fought karate for a long time, competed and won some pretty good uh. Um, high level karate tournaments to uh and so yeah i'm excited about getting them into it and has, I, I think that'll probably be my transition out yeah probably as i'm has he got a uh, has he got a nickname or is he going to be preacher junior or what nah, he, he preacher. So they call him the mullet man in mma uh, <laughs> i don't know if that's going to go with the karate combat um nicknames but mm. uh but so who, who knows what he'll be? He he could probably be a lot of things. Because uh, how old how old are you? How old are you and him? So I'm 36 and he's 27. Okay, so it's yeah, so, so a bit yeah. of a difference. So you're thinking uh, maybe a couple more years? You reckon or how? how, how yeah, much maybe more so. You, you know, so I I got some. I got now for me. Uh, I got a few fights that I want. You know, you know, you got your. your Aga, yes, we talked about the goat, and then you got I got Raymond Daniels now, um, yeah, in my division too. So, to be honest, I want to I want to fight those two guys, and then I might not. I'm, that's all I really want now. And I'm not saying that I'm going to demand those two next, but I want to. You want I wanna those try guys. to. Yeah. I want those two guys, and then and then I don't know. I don't see much else that. Like then say, you'd be happy girls, to. Yeah, I mean, you got to, you can't do it forever. Yeah, yeah. So, if you got your brother coming up. 
yeah so i've been doing full contact since about 2009 so um you know after so many punches in the head you know i'm trying to be smart yeah. <laughs> i do love it um but um so i, I definitely i'd like to, to hang around and get igaf uh, try to check out the two goats in my uh, uh, division um, so, we can uh, make it happen well, i'm looking forward to the fight already yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pumped about it. Uh, and then uh, so I met Raymond Daniels, uh, the last event, and uh, the same the same thing. You know, he's, you know, obviously that 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 sport karate. Uh, um, and you know, when a guy like GSP calls you potentially, the, you know, the best striker in the world. Um, that, that that's why I'm here. Uh, as I, I I wanted to fight the best. I wanted mm -hmm. to. I, mm -hmm. I love what it makes me become. How how it makes me train. Um, win how or lose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I want. That's why I, I got here. So I like to say I'm not here for a long time. I'm just here for a good time. I want all all the goats that we can possibly get into the pit with me. I want bring to the goats, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be cool. So, uh, well, one of my, one of my yeah. students here, his family is friends with Agiev's family. Nice. So uh, I can I can ask him put yeah. the call out. I Although, mean, to be honest, hey man, know, Agiev got... might listen to this to this podcast slash YouTube show. He's probably a big fan. Yeah. He's probably a subscriber. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Al Gaiyev tunes in regularly. Sure, yeah. Podcast. Yeah. So, but, uh, and, you know, and to be honest, you know, I, I've met him once. So, so that first trip, Buket, I really like him. Um, really cool guy. Obviously, when somebody is that that high level at something, you either, you know, you're either running from him or, or, or that's the type of guy. And it's just in my nature to be like, hey, look, look I just want to go. I want to go see. Um, and I got the belt. And I know he's in the division. I know he's mm. not a guy that is, is just a – I want to partake, you know. I know he he wants to be the champion. That's his mindset. That's his mm. goal. So, I, yep. I I assume that I'm on his radar too. So uh, yeah. I assume. Oh, no, you, but you relish the challenge, uh, you, you know. As, as we talked about, I it's I you, really do. You here for a good it's, time, you know. So it's what gets me up in the morning, yeah, outside yeah. of a crying baby. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. That's 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 not in the morning. That's just all night. Every yeah, couple yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, yeah, it's, good. it's been so long. Oh, man, it's, it's just my life right now. <laughs> well, look, yeah. talk about crying babies. i got to get some sleep tonight, Yeah, thanks, so. thanks for coming on, mate. And uh, yeah, we man, just started the day. We just meant to finish yeah. the day. Yeah, but no, it's been awesome chatting with you, man. Uh, yeah, obviously watched all your fights and uh, good to just have a casual chat and, you know, um, yeah, right on. talk That's to good. you on, on a level. And um, i got some things to think about myself after after that. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Cool. So is are you gonna have another fight uh this year? So they um they asked me to um fight December. Uh it looks like I'm, I'm still trying to shake back for some, some injuries uh from the last camp really. Um and so probably not December, probably the first fight of the next year is, is the is the goal, the projected date. Um but you know, get healed fast and all of a sudden you might just see me in December. Yeah. So. Awesome, bro. All right, I look forward to it. I say it. that quietly because, again, my wife's another <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say that. It's always, mate. I know how it is, brother. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> All right. All right